KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In-Depth. I'm Charlotte Reese. Coronavirus put the brakes on so many parts of the movie industry. We've talked about what the pandemic is doing to movie theaters a few episodes back. But what about the production side of shows and movies? Are TV shows and movies even being made right now? What will the future of a set look like? Lauren Walkstein is a filmmaker and television director, as well as a Temple University professor in the film and media arts department. I asked her to come on the podcast to talk about how the industry has been affected by COVID-19. I'm excited to talk because, you know, coronavirus has made life stand still for just about everyone, including movies and TV shows. And I think that's a piece that many people don't really get to hear about. Uh, you know, and the, the shutdowns affected everything from theaters to production. How did life yeah. change for you back in March when all of this kind of went down? Yeah, you're exactly right. Everything is at a standstill right now for a lot of television shows that had to shut down in mid-March. I was on a television show that shoots in New Orleans. My whole family relocated to New Orleans for the series, which would have been four months shooting in New Orleans. It's a 10-episode series for the season and we were able I was able to direct the first episode and then we were three days into the second episode and we had to shut down March 13th there were over 250 crew members working on the show with a big ensemble cast and I it was around I want to say lunchtime that we had to shut down the whole production and say that we were going on a two-week hiatus which I actually believed it was going to be a two-week hiatus naive as I was. I I didn't realize the severity of the COVID-19 virus until I got home that night and checked the news and saw all the reporting and then saw how much of a bubble I was in with production and how severe this virus was, especially in New Orleans, which was an epicenter at the time. So, you know, I was... Still very hopeful that we would go back after a couple weeks. And then a couple weeks went by and then we realized we can't go. It's not safe to go back yet. You know, and and several months later, we're still in this standstill of waiting to see when it's safe enough to go back into production for that many people. Because it's it's a lot of people that were all together on this production and trying to make this happen. And we have to make sure that everyone's safe before we actually go back and start production again. Because the, the worst thing that could happen is we start production again and then have to stop immediately after we start. So everything changed. Yeah, I like how you said, you know, in, in your own little bubble, kind of in production, which yeah. I think that's pretty much, you know, every workplace kind of has its own fears and its own kind of water cooler chat. What are you and your friends or colleagues talking about right now? What's kind of, you know, your mood with news right now? You know, events canceled until who knows when. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I've been, you know, very, very active in talks about with with other union members and other directors and other filmmakers about what's the state of the industry right now and when are we going to go back 
I think a lot of the studios are, are hopeful and, and want to go back at the end of August and try to get us back up and running. But it really depends on local case by cases. You know, how, how are we going to how are the cases going to go down in the next few months instead of right now they're surging in, in certain production areas. Actually, L.A. is a huge hub and the cases are just increasing every day. And it's it's a very scary prospect to, to even plan for going back into production right now when cases can't get under control. Some people have actually gone back into production. A friend of mine, Paul Schrader, was in the middle of shooting his latest film called The Card Counter with Oscar Isaac, and they had only five days left until they wrapped production when they were shut down because one of their, uh, I think one of their cast members tested positive for COVID. So they had to shut down and... I I want to say like last week he was able to wrap production. He had five more shooting days left in Mississippi. They were able to go back with the entire cast and maybe 50 crew members were able to go back and, and implement all of these new protocols, production protocols to make sure it was safe to shoot with this new pre-vaccine environment that we're in. And he was able to do it. He wrapped production, everyone's safe. But he also said how difficult he sees it being if you had to start from scratch right now for you know, several days of production or several months of production, how it, it doesn't seem sustainable in the way that he was having to shoot in, in this pre-vaccine environment with all the production protocols, with all the PPE, with all the zone pod, you know, planning that they have in place where you have different zones of crew members that can't interact with each other. It's just a very, very different way of filming and production than what we're used to. So I think a lot of things are going to change with production and we're still, you know, I think a lot of the unions are getting together and trying to figure out the best way to move forward right now. That's so interesting to hear about zones and even, you know, the fact that sets are a couple hundred people. Can you talk about what what sets were kind of like before coronavirus? And you mentioned already, but how do you think things will change until, you know, there's a vaccine and we don't have to worry about guidelines so much? Yeah. Well, sets pre-corona are very collaborative. I mean, it's very collaborative filmmaking. You are inside a space all together, working all together. You have several different departments that are gathering in one space that are constantly in contact with each other to make sure that everything is running smoothly, that production is in coordination with every single department, working in conjunction with each other. And it's very, you know, very enclosed spaces where tons of people are together at like 12 hours in a day, at least you have several hundred people all together in one space. So it's, it's a huge undertaking. And what Paul was saying and what a lot of people that have gone back into production are saying is that, you know, these zones have been created where only the necessary people that have to get the scene shot or have to get you know, everything done are 
in spaces at one time, at a time together, rather than having everyone at the same space, in the same space together, which is how it used to be. Now people are creating these zone environments where only certain cast members that have to be in a scene are in zone A with hair and makeup and with the director, whereas zone B is everyone that can be in their trailer or can be offset somewhere or off screen or off, you know, people that are rigging or pre-rigging or different members of the crew that don't have to be in that space at that time when we're shooting are asked to, you know, be outside of that space to, to be safer. So I think we're going to see a lot more of that zone type of shooting where if you don't have to be in that space at that time, then you will not be allowed in that space. And that's different than anything we've done before in terms of productions that I've been on. You know, when you have everyone together at one time, uh, you're not asking people to leave that space um, unless it's a closed set, unless it's a set that is very, you know, you're dealing with like very intimate scenes where you can't have several people in the same space at the same time, I think a lot more productions will look like closed sets, even if they're not intimate scenes that, they're, that are being shot. So I think that's the real difference, is how you see people on a set congregating around each other. And I, I also think the way people are together in communal spaces, such as like catering and craft service, that, that's going to change uh, a lot in terms of how people gather, you know, when, when they're not shooting in order to get food or take breaks. I think a lot of that's going to look different. There have been different production protocols that have been put in place or, or sent out guidelines through the unions, specific documents that have been laid out through like the, the DGA has a task force, the Directors Guild of America has a task force, and several other unions have task forces that have come together to try to lay out these production protocols that different sets will have to follow in order to make sure everyone's safe. And that's a living document that's going to constantly be updated as, as the months you know, continue. That makes sense. Yeah, lots of changes and keeping up with what's going on. Yeah, it's a constant, like, living, breathing document. And I think it'll change as more and more productions start actually resuming or going back into production or, or new films get shot. Like, those documents will be evolving to see what has worked for people. And right now, I think the biggest question mark with going back into production is testing, because testing is like the most important for safety and, and health issues and making sure that everyone's tested and making sure that everyone is tested in a timely fashion with rapid testing. Uh, right now, you know, we don't know if there's enough testing available for sets every day to, to have people constantly be tested and, and have those results come back in a timely fashion. That That's really important. Right. Yeah. So many pieces just to the production side, but then there's also festivals and award shows and different things. And um, yeah. I saw that, you know, your work has premiered at the Sundance Film Festival a few times, and I know that's a far way out. But can you just talk about festivals a little bit and what they kind of mean to the film industry? Yeah, festivals are really important for exposure of films, for, for audiences to see films for the first time, 
for kind of that stamp of approval for films to actually get seen and distributed. Um, festivals are oftentimes the first place where, first venue where audiences get to see a film and are also marketplaces for films for people that filmmakers and, and productions that don't have distribution yet in place. It's a, it's a real venue for films to be exhibited and then potentially bought for longer-term exhibition and distribution plans. So I, festivals are really important. They're the, the lifeblood of, of the future of film for a lot of filmmakers, especially emerging filmmakers, to be discovered. You know, Sundance is, is such an important festival for so many people. I think a lot of people are looking at alternate ways to have festivals right now um, in this pre-vaccine environment that we're in, in terms of some sort of hybrid physical festival as well as uh, a virtual festival and, and trying to find that balance. Um, I know a lot of festivals, you know, like Sundance or like the New York Film Festival that's coming up are looking for the best way to showcase these films at this time. And the award shows, too. I know, you know, the big ones have already been postponing, but how does that affect uh, the industry as well? Well, I know the Oscars have, the Academy has decided to move the Oscars to, I believe, April. Not entirely sure, but the, the Oscars used to be a lot earlier than that, and now they're um, postponing them. And it makes a lot of sense. I feel like a lot of films that would have been nominated for the Oscars this year have been pushed. You know, a lot of films have not been released that would have been released so there's a, a much smaller amount of movies that will be nominated this year. And that makes sense that they're pushing the awards so that more films could actually go into that window of when they could be qualified for the Oscars. And I think that's important for a lot of filmmakers to get the chance that wouldn't have had the chance. So I, it's interesting. I, I don't know how things will play out, but I also think it's good that award shows and festivals are either pushing or postponing because I also feel like if a film's been made already, then I feel like you can wait for the proper time to release it. You know, no one's going to see movies right now besides streaming. And so that's a, I also feel like it's a blessing in disguise for some films that may not have had a wide release in theaters are now getting an audience through streaming platforms that they wouldn't have had if they had to be theatrically released. So I... you know, it's 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 a it's a there's a lot of like pros and cons to to all of it, but I feel like it's great that some films are getting the exposure that they deserve that they wouldn't have had, you know, if if they didn't receive a wide release in theaters. Now they're being seen everywhere on streaming platforms, and that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, definitely. But I do I miss the theatrical that. experience, yeah. and I I really uh, am looking forward to when we can go back into cinemas because I think that's a a very important part of the film watching experience. Yeah, definitely. It's all about the experience and the popcorn. <laughs> and the popcorn, exactly. You have to have the popcorn. And the coll- yeah, I, I like the collective feeling of watching a movie in a in a dark space with strangers. I think that's so important and such a, such a beautiful yeah. thing. That's a good point too. The, right, like the community, the shared laughs or screams if it's horror. Yeah. 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 yeah, going going to cinemas for me is like going to church. 
It's like having this mm-hmm. collective experience with so many like-minded people that you don't know. Um, but you, this is a shared community experience of, of watching and viewing something together for the first time. I think it's a beautiful thing. You know, some people uh, have joked to me about how, you know, this quarantine, this time will be maybe romanticized for a movie, right? I keep hearing people say, like, (laughs) Zoom dating is going to be the next uh, rom-com or something like that. Yeah, I mean, do you do you really see you've mentioned how production may change, but do you think like storylines will emerge from this time? How do you think, you know, this time will be remembered in films? That's an interesting question. Yeah, I feel like um, I don't know. I feel like it's more a feeling that people are having or a thematic thing that that's going to be seen in the films in the future is either you know, this feeling of isolation or this feeling of uh, seclusion. I think that will be more prevalent as a thematic through line for a lot of films coming out. I hope more so than just the, the like literal practical, like being in quarantine or wearing face masks outside or social distancing. Like I'd rather see movies that deal with expressing the feelings of how we're all coping together And also this understanding of I feel like we're all going through some sort of collective grieving process right now, you know, in in ways that we're not quite aware of yet. But I think and I hope films in the future, looking back, that have been written during this time are, are also expressing what we're all feeling more so than, you know, a literal film about romance during quarantine or like, you know, people wearing face masks that are going on dates together, you know. I, I think there's there's deeper things to be expressed during this time, and I hope people are tapping into that. Yeah, I like I like that prediction a lot better than what I've been hearing. Yeah, yes, hearing. yeah, yeah. Because I, you know, I do feel like we're in a this is a temporary thing that we're going through, but I hope that we learn from it, and I hope that we don't just forget it completely, and I hope we we come out it better, you know, in terms of in terms of production and production protocols and having proper ways of shooting and and safer ways of shooting and and being more thoughtful about our process of making. I hope we really learn from this and don't forget, you know, and don't just go back to things, you know, going back to whatever our idea of what normal was. I hope we never go back to that. I hope we change and evolve and be better makers because of it. Right, the the quote unquote new normal. Exactly, as, exactly. As Which we, we're all trying to figure out what to do together. No one really yeah. has answers yet, so I hope we just learn together and and grow together in this process. Yeah, I like that. Thank you so much, Lauren, for joining the podcast and talking to me about the film industry. And I wish you the best. You know, maybe we can catch up and talk when. Uh, your production is finally wrapping up. I would love that. Yeah, I would love to remain in touch. And thank you so much for for having me on the podcast. And uh, it was wonderful chatting with you. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Charlotte Reese, and we'll have another episode out soon.